team is back together. Richo has managed to scrape himself off the throne to join us. Brownie here as always. Boys, I know I say this a bit, but this is going to be the best show that we have ever done. All the favourites are back. Plus, I've dug something up from the archives, Richo, what that is, is going to make. I'll bring oh, it in. I actually did forget to bring it into the oh. studio. So <laughs> I will go and get it in a break, but it's going to be a big, big show. Brownie, Richo, good to see you, Richo, because you had some uh, health concerns last I week. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't risk getting more than about two metres from my uh, <laughs> my bathroom. Was it so both ends? No, it was only the one end. The culprit? What, do we well, know what I it is? I think it was the Thai street food from around the corner. Food poisoning? Mm, I think so. You That's feel like oh. death, don't you? Oh, well, it's bad. I, I honestly thought I wasn't going to make it through the day, but mm. I did, and it was all over. You know, did you get on the scales afterwards? That's the well, good I thing. Lost, I lost a couple. The skinnies yeah. look good. And Jen was away as well, so you had no one there to care for you, yeah. pat your head, get you some food, I was home, get you a drink. Home alone by myself with food poisoning. It wasn't oh, great. That is rough. Anyway, and I'm back. That first back. meal after food poisoning is always the big tester. Mm. You've sort of worked up to it, you, and then you do have it, and you just need trepidation. Bit of toast with uh, Vegemite. <laughs> bit of Vegemite. Yeah. Brownie, good week from you. It's been a great week, really good week. Busy week, very busy, always yeah. busy. What, um, what, what's been uh, busy. School holidays at the moment, four kids oh. at home trying to find Ooh, yeah. activities to do for them each day. So we've been to the pool, we've been out to the mountains and the Dandenongs, went Ooh. for a walk out there. Thousand steps? Been to, no, no, it didn't, um, it didn't go the thousand steps. Been right. to a clip and climb. You ever been to a clip and climb? No, what's that? Uh, it's rock climbing. So you clip them on, they climb up the walls. Yeah. Just what to happened keep to just going out into the backyard and having a kick of the footy or playing well, it's cricket? it's been raining. It's been pissing down, Rich. Well, so that's, that's at least, you know what my parents used to do? I used to get to shipped off to Camp Australia every school. Oh, that's, <laughs> I think that's no good. And um, Jump Central. Uh, Mark, Mark Bradkey owns a Jump Central out of Moorabbin. Yeah, like out there and former just, boomers. Great. Yeah, and just jump, they just jump for two hours and they're tired after it, yeah. so it's mm. great. So you get very sweaty at those trampoline places. Did you Rich, watch the cricket last night, boys? I did. I fell asleep, though. That, that's what's been killing me about the cricket. Have you, you been able to stay up? I did last night. I stayed up because I just was intrigued by the run chase. Yeah. I thought, short Judasia was sensational. Was wasn't I, I reckon Dhoni got it wrong last night. Did, did you, you miss your it? calling hey? as an AFL player? Because you, you rate yourself as a cricketer. Do you? Well, good. I played some cricket games against you. You've got the good, height. You've good got fast the bounce. Well, yeah. yeah, you're a bit wayward with the with the ball as you were with. I the reckon kicking. if I had have concentrated on uh, cricket, I could have played for Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great statement. Me. Do you know who my, my favourite part of this World Cup what? so far? Do you see how well that streaker oh, went? Oh, mate, that was amazing. That was incredible. Yeah. He just kept getting up, kept dodging. It was fantastic. You've got to love a streaker. Who's the, who's, I reckon the most famous streaker for me is the 1982 Grand Final, Helen Diamenko. Yes. We all remember yes. that. You were, you were a Carlton fan. Carlton Was that the Bruce Dool one? The Bruce Dool and, and the Dominator. The Dominator pushed it. Have you heard the backstory to that? No. Um, Richmond great, the ghost, Jimmy Jess. I bumped into him a few years ago and it was around grand final time when Richmond were in the grand final. And I said to him, ghost, you probably would have played in two premierships if it wasn't for Helen Diamenko because when she streaked onto the ground, by the time they got her off, Richmond lost a bit of momentum with that break. And I said, mate, did you ever ask her why she did it? And he actually did. He saw her up at the Darwin Cup one year. Helen Diamenko, the ghost did. And he asked her why she did it. Well, at the time, she was working at an establishment in Adelaide, uh, the Crazy Horse. You might have been there on a footy trip. And she's a young girl, carefree sort of young girl. And her boss said, do you want to go to the AFL grand final, VFL grand final? And she didn't even really know what footy was. So she said, oh, yeah, why not? What's the catch? He said, well, I want you to streak 
onto the ground and we'll get a bit of publicity for the club. You know, it'll ban the newspaper, blah, blah, blah. So she went, all right, free trip to Melbourne, why not? Yeah. Gets to the grand final, gets to her seats, realises that, hang on, this is a big occasion. <laughs> it's going to be 100,000 people here. The twos are on. People are pouring into the ground and she starts to get cold feet. So she runs up to the Hilton. Remember the old Hilton Hotel up yeah. on Wellington Parade? I think it's called something else now. Good bar and, down there. And uh, she jumps on the phone, no mobiles back in 1982, and she rings home to Adelaide. And her mum answers the phone and she says, Mum, oh, I can't do it. I can't streak onto the ground. And her mum said, oh, what, what's happened? She goes, oh, it's going to be, you know, a full house, 100,000 people at the, this cricket ground over the road. And her mum says, oh, no, you've got to do it now. We've got your grandparents coming over to watch. <laughs> that is a true story. So she did it. So she told her parents that she, she was going to streak out of the MCG yeah, grand final. Yeah, like. And the grandparents were coming around to watch. I would have been so proud. <laughs> it's so far uh, outdoors. You've got to be packing that. some heat, though, when you're a streaker oh, as a male, though, isn't it? Yeah. Which, most Which I don't think that guy was in England. Nah. But the break free was pretty fun. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Brownie, you're good, mate. Chris Judd. Yes, yeah, what's going again? on there? He, he, he seems to be popping up a lot for he, a man. For a man that well, he uh, answers can, some questions. For a man that attested he didn't really be part of the media, he seems he to be injecting his but brownie. Don't you? I mean, you you know Chuddy well. Yeah. Don't you think when you're going to go through a process of appointing a new coach and Chris is on the selection panel, yep. surely you've got to get on the same page as the club CEO, don't you? I think they would have said in their meetings they want an experienced coach who was going to take them forward. Mm. And I think that would have been the initial discussions and I think since David Teague's been doing so mm. well, maybe expectations from certain individuals might have changed. Within think, the club. Yeah, within mm. the club and I think that's just what Juddy was going on, the fact that they had spoken right. about they wanted that they can't afford to make a mistake again with this coach. They, they've made mistakes in the past and the club's at a critical time and I think he still yeah. thought that they were going after a – an experienced coach, yeah. and it's just—it doesn't look good. Though, it doesn't look good. We're on the same page, yeah. and he'd probably feel yeah. funny about it as well. I mean, he wants to be on the same page as, as the coach, and yeah. Mark Robinson got a hold of it and made it a pretty big story. I mean, David Teague, there's got to be a carrot there for him to take on yeah. this role, yeah. doesn't there? So the only thing I will say it is a, a different beast, and I wouldn't know because I've never coached, yeah. but. Being the official no, senior is. coach and saying this is putting, your role now to a caretaker, putting the whole program together. People might say, "Oh, how's it different?" It just is different because it's you're having a crack at the moment. The chips fall where they may. Whereas then you've got a whole preseason to plan, mm-hmm. and if all of a sudden it doesn't go right, then people are going, "Well, why did you appoint this guy?" And that's why you, you do have to be careful with uh, caretaker coaches. And Reece Shaw, like the way North Melbourne are playing yeah. at the moment, yep. their style of play is a blueprint yep. for fine. So if North keep winning and he's they, a lock. He, he's a lock, he, isn't he? he is. I think he is. If they keep playing Brad Scott the last if they game play he coached. Finals, surely he yeah. has to stay on next year. The last game he coached, they were they were they didn't want to touch, they didn't want to tackle, they didn't want to put any pressure on. Since he's come in, their pressure rating is through the roof. Yeah. And that is changed culture and yeah. I think that's why particularly you him. all the players that their captain are coming out yep. speaking publicly they want him. So I think Reese may well get the job, but it sounds like David Teague's not going to get it at Carlton. Well, if, if they went on a running, a winning run from now, Carlton, and they've played some pretty yeah. good football, but they've been six goals behind in a couple mm-hmm. of games now. So um, 
Brishaw's been better performed than David Teague, but he's still got to be an outside chance. Yeah. The other coach that I can't believe is copping heat at the moment is Ross Lyon. In well, Perth. did you see what the, the, the petition that That's started? That's ridiculous. The fans have started a petition to have him sacked after the, what did the they Western expect? Derby. What did they expect? I mean, three weeks ago they'd won seven yeah. and lost mm. five or, or four. And since then, Jesse Hogan's gone down. Tavernar's gone down in that forward line. Uh, Rory Lobb went down. They had no forward line. They still had more inside 50s than the Eagles. Now, Two goals, they, 19 hurt, didn't it? I know they got pumped, but I, as a Fremantle supporter, I don't think you could have expected to be going any better at this stage yeah. of the year, particularly with the injuries in the forward line. Uh, fickle, fickle people, the fans. Did, did it ever happen as players? Did you ever, at any stage of your career, did you start copying it like this on this level? I know you didn't have the internet and social media and stuff around, but did they ever turn on you? Oh, and I used to get on Big Footy. Remember Big Footy? Big yeah. Footy, yeah. I've yeah. had that many accounts banned on Big Footy. It's Before not Twitter came along, Big, big Footy. Big Footy was it, wasn't Would it? you yeah. go on as players? Because I would go on there like, as, I remember as, going as a Hawthorne supporter a after a big game and I would slate players like Bo Dowler and everything, Mitch Thorpe. Well, you I tee used, off on your own oh, players. Big but before we move on to the burning question, are you back in the ones yet or are you still in the twos? Oh, I have decided to retire. <laughs> I've thrown I've, I've I've had a great career. Footy's been good to me, but I had an injury scare. I, I broke my leg pretty badly last year, similar to Richo, and then I, I had a scare a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting on the uh, on the bench. It was just after half time. It was raining down. I this was, is D grade ammo. Yeah, this is this is D, <laughs> and I just thought, what am I doing? Yeah, and no. I'm, you know, I'm I'm quite a handy golfer these. Day, so I'm focusing on focusing on my golf. You ever heard of bloke pump himself? <laughs> no, over no. Before we do go yeah. to the next thing, I'll ask you a question. Ooh. And there's been a lot of talk about the state of footy and yeah. low scoring and how poor the skill levels are. Is it a case of footy is going really poorly at the moment, mm. or is mm. there no real outstanding team that has made it look as good as what clubs have in the past? Uh, I'd, mm. I'd nearly go the latter. I think Geelong, are, Geelong look to be that outstanding team, but yep. they've, they've started to hit a few road bumps. Yeah, I just think the comp- it's pretty even at the moment. I think very is, even. I think, there's no one outstanding. I think it's very even. You don't have that outstanding team that's just playing scintillating footy. So I think more of the latter. Yeah. Oh, burning question time, Richo. What have you got for us this week? Well, remember a few weeks ago, I was worried that we'd lost our ability around the table to have manners that's and right. etiquette. Well, and mm. that has been a, a uh, topic. Someone wiped their mouth with yeah, you. That's a topic that's yeah, polarised the nation. Because was it Brian Taylor? Can you no, just it wasn't Brian Taylor. A lot of people think it's Brian <laughs> Taylor. There's been a lot of feedback. It wasn't Brian Taylor. old Chapo was the man wiping no. his moustache. <laughs> it wasn't Brian Taylor, but just if you didn't listen, uh, we've lost our ability to have manners around the table. Yep. Uh, a, a colleague of mine in what some shape oh, or form. Brian. It was reached, AFL colleague. Re- reached onto my lap at the dinner table took my serviette and wiped up his own mouth and then put it back on my lap and I was stunned. So I've lost faith in our table manners. I've now lost faith in something else, guys. Oh, no. I was getting the tram uh, from Northgate down into Fitzroy the other day and we stopped on Smith Street. A real sort of bohemian answer. Yeah, just the way I roll these days, Nathan. (laughs) You should. I mean, you've got to look after the environment. Why drive when you can get public drive? Come on, mate. No, I'm not. I can't. I would if I could. Mm. Now... We stopped around the corner of Smith Started and Johnson. Smashed Avo. Are you doing those keep cups as well when you go to the, the cafe? No, I don't do that. Smashed okay. Avo on toast. No. no how how stringent are you with your recycling? Do you take the lid off a coffee cup before putting it in the recycling bin? Uh, no, I don't go that oh, fast. You'll be watching the ABC soon, voting Labor. You'll hate gambling soon. <laughs> All right, boys. Now, just <laughs> this is my segment. I'm okay. <laughs> this is my segment. 
I didn't vote Labor either. Oh, well, not saying Greens, I that's why. So I get on the tram and I'm standing up. It was pretty busy on the tram, and we stop. And this old little old lady, you know, with the shopping trolleys, the yes, old yeah. school shopping trolleys. She was hunched over. She would have had to have been close to ninety years of age, and she was really struggling to get onto the tram. Yep. Now she eventually got on, and I was standing down the back, and I thought, what's what's going to happen here? Like. There's nowhere for her to sit. And I looked up where she had got on and there were four young kids sitting there on the seats, right? They would have been no older than 16 or 17. They looked at it. They all had their mobiles in their hand and they just – Kept looking at their mobiles. They so didn't they knew sit. she was there, and they, they still knew went. she was there, and they did not stand up and let her sit yeah. down. That's but that's where big rich. Now is that an individual problem of those four no, guys, no, or is that a problem no, with I, their parents? No, I would say oh. it is a symptom of where we're at as a society. Yeah, because kids now don't seem. That, if I was sixteen, I would have stood up. Would you? Yep. Yep. I'm not saying we're perfect. But that would have been drilled into your parents as well. I remember my mum and dad telling me that. So I'm worried about where we're going. When so their 90, parents are to blame. A 90-year-old mm, lady. Poor parenting. He's standing there. And you know what it took for one of these kids to get up? You? Another, you? no. Another gentleman not far from me went over and said, excuse me, can a couple of your kids sit Why up? Why didn't you do oh, that? Yeah, that's, I was over. further back and oh, I was going to make my way down. Oh, <laughs> no. Somebody else will do it, yeah. eh? No, don't. You've got a burning question. My burning question is, Hummer. Have we lost the plot as a society now, oh. as young kids, in how to teach, uh, respect our elders yep. and look after our elders? I think you got a fair point. Well, <laughs> if you had to go off your ass and try to help out. I wasn't on a seat, mate. Just standing there going, oh, I hope somebody you know, gives that lady a seat. <laughs> you are. You're starting yeah, to really good. get Bop on him. my quince. <laughs> <laughs> Richo, at the top of the show, I alluded to uh, the fact that I'd just done some digging. I'd gone in the archives and I'd found what I think should be a national treasure. Now, what is it? uh, If if you're watching this on on, on YouTube, you can, there it is there. This is the AFL football record from Brownie's 200th game. I remember it well. Now, just have a look. We had a good win. We beat the Demons. (laughs) 200 Tiger. Why the fire still burns inside Nathan Brown. So they've given you the cover. They've given you the cover. Have you got some quotes from him? Well, I do. Just firstly, what's this stare that you're trying to do? I I don't understand it. This is a tough Tiger stare. (laughs) He's got a lot of makeup on, hasn't he? He's a bit powdery. 200 games, the good times and the bad times. Now, well, I'm we not know what the bad because, times were. Yeah, yeah, about the leg. And look, to be honest, it, it does. It, it has got some compelling stats as to as to what happened to the Tigers when you broke your leg. And, and I'm not going to. Well, you don't want to read out the good parts. No, I'm Just not going to read that. Hey? No, no, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the good part was. We yep. were. We were nine and two when Nathan broke his leg, and we only won two games for the rest of the year. So there is no doubt. <laughs> so there is no doubt that he was having a huge influence. Okay, you can get on to the other stuff. <laughs> okay. So in in a little insert of this uh, thing of this is called fashion and fame. So it's sort of like a little article within an article because Brown had his own fashion. <laughs> and label. I'm going to read this verbatim and right. just just have a look at the photo that they've addressed yeah, there with Randy. Just see. looking back at these things. This is called fashion and fame. Brown has always been interested in fashion. He remembers his mum, Michelle, once sending him to school in a homemade jumper with she the brand name too. Jag ironed on the front. It's like a bottle green, like normal jumper, and then she's, you know, those felt things, yeah. like J-A-G. She's trying to turn it into a fashion you know, jumper. Some kid at school when I was in year eight goes, that's a fake Jag jumper because the A's wrong because they, <laughs> they used to have the, Jag used to have the, the uh, triangle of the yeah, A. Yeah, I know. 
He spent part of his off-season in Los Angeles trawling through vintage stores looking for good pieces for his fledgling fashion label, Blackbird. I love the old-school 70s tees, he said. Brown does more than just lend his name and profile to the brand. He's involved in design, teaching himself by applying a can-do attitude and drives the brand's (laughs) ethos. He used to be into big, bold prints, but now he's more into subtle prints. How did the brand go, mate? (laughs) <laughs> he launched Blackbird in September 2007. Initially, it sold T-shirts online, but he's about to open up a flagship store in Chapel Street, South Yarra, well which will stock hoodies and jeans as well as T-shirts. He's the type of character that will never die wondering, high, Wallace said. Brent was hot. So you had a, a fashion label. No, good on him, mm. though, for having a crack. Uh, but it goes on. Now, Richard, you're a big music lover. Yeah. Do, would you describe Brownie as a, at, at any stage of his life as a big muso? Um Oh, he enjoyed his music, yeah. yeah. At one stage in his career, we had plenty of those opinions as Brown captured the zeitgeist with his declared love of old-school guitar-based rock such as Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, ACDC, street fashion and credible movies. Now, I would agree that he, he liked When those were you bands. a Nirvana fan? All my life. He was, definitely. Nah, rubbish. So, yeah, there, you, there you go. You know what I, you remember about Nathan's 200th game? Is that I ran past him and he took a mark and I would have been running into an open goal. Yep. So where's he taking the mark? It's from the four fifty. Oh, not not that far out. out. I couldn't have missed. I don't think it was a mark. I think it was on the run. And the ball bounced. And I ran past and it was one of those ones where you just clear have, as day. You have to give it up. They're running straight out because it. you've bent over. Yeah, you, you have to give it to the oh, guy no. that's already running and up. And you ignored me and turned around and snapped it. I would have had to have given it sort of half back for you. We are both running diagonally no. away from the goal. And you know why Why it really hurt me? Because in his first ever game for Richmond, I took a mark 10 metres out and I handballed it oh. off to him as he ran past and he kicked a goal. Yeah, I reckon How I'm many- we're more than repaid the favour over the years too, by the way. <laughs> but we're both running diagonally away from goal. We're both on our right foot. I just felt like I was a bit of man to kick it. Now, there is a game, Brownie. There is a game that has come up a couple of times at Richo. I don't know if it's off air or on air. At the Gabba. Yeah, I remember that. Now, where Richo claims that you intentionally fumbled a ball so you didn't have to give it off. If you watch the replay, Nathan, he had enough time that he knew that he had enough time, so he deliberately fumbled the ball so that he didn't have to handball it to Andrew Cracker who was running past. Oh, that's how well I was going it. in that 10-week period. Was it intentional? Did you intentionally, intentionally fumble the ball? Yeah. I remember it because Wayne Campbell always brings it up. I don't yeah. think anyone noticed it, but I just fumbled it enough that Andy Cracker ran past the front and centre and then I went back the other way and so you're, snapped the goal. you're finally admitting that you Deliberately fumbled. I deliberately oh, fumbled are. it just to get myself a little bit more time. You are a pig of a human. That is a disgrace. <laughs> Sorry, crack. I'm not sure if you guys played this last week. The stat game we played it a yep. couple of weeks ago. Richo was a triumphant winner. Now, basically, what happened is I'm going to say a player who you might have played with, or just actually some, one of these guys you didn't play with, but they all Richmond players. I'm oh. going to say their stat, and you've got to have a guess, and whoever's yeah. closest gets the win. All right? Okay. Again, I've only done... You go first as well. I went first. Hopefully someone wins in, in three, in four okay. games because I haven't got a fifth. That'll be enough. Kevin Bartlett kicks. For his career. Yep. Okay, you go. 6,500. Ooh. I will say... 7,850. The correct answer is 9,151. Oh, that's a lot of averaged over 20 a game, yeah. That's yep. correct. Uh, this is a man you definitely played with, Shane Tuck. Yeah. Freeze four. Freeze mm. four. Mm. Okay. Freeze four. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit of a curve already. 300. I'll say 
280. Uh, the answer is 164. That's geez, two to me. He's all way off. <laughs> yeah. Is that you? So he got about you? one a game then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had him down for a So you're two. So Richo needs one more to win. Really? Right? 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 To go two up. up. Speaking of. I'll go first this time then because it's so that's that you right. just go. I'll go first. Right. Matthew Richardson. Contested marks. Oh, he'd know to the, no, the number. No, he wouldn't know that. Come on. Richo, contested marks. Um, I'm going to say 880. I'll say 720. Jeez, you've, you've overrated our man Richo a little bit, both of you. 506. Oh. Is that all? Yeah, so you've just you've 282 swept. games, I would have thought at least. They didn't start taking. No, nah, nah, but oh. this is the catch. No, nah, no, nah, the, they didn't start recording contested marks until 1999. So they oh. missed six years of my career. So it would have been what <laughs> I best, said. And your best year too. And it, yeah, so it would have been what I said. All right, so should we scratch that one? Scratch yeah. that one. All right. Nathan Brown, clangers. Oh. Yeah. This is a stat. I didn't know this was a recorded stat, but it is a recorded stat. And I, have they been taking clangers for his whole career, though? I doubt it. Well, I This would is what st- you need to check. I will say Nathan had 133 clangers. Okay, I'll say 134. You're an idiot. You can't be doing that. What was it? Uh, 322. Gee, more than I thought. Yeah. Like 1.2 again. Uh, so Richo wins this week. Yeah. So that is no. two up. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Keep well, going you got to get game. a bit better, Brownie. All right. Okay, AFL still leads on 26. Christo, the count of Christo on 18. SM Footy Club on 9, leads the worst ons. Your best ons, Lockie Neal, 17. Cornelio, 12. Jeremy Cameron, 7. And a bunch on, on lower numbers. We don't worry about those. All right, uh, we'll start with best on, Nathan. Yep. Okay, I'll go one vote uh, to a man that is having a huge year. He could win the Brownlow medal if the dogs keep winning. One vote to Marcus Pontenpelli. Love the way he's playing at the moment. Bringing teammates into the game and he the game slows down for him, Marcus yep. Pontepelli. Two to Robbie Gray, back to his absolute best. When Robbie Gray plays like he yep. did in the showdown, Port Adelaide aren't going to lose many games of footy. And Friday night, way back to last Friday night, James Sicily, uh, he put on a clinic in the half-back line. Contested yep. marks, intercept marks, 30 touches. Is he all Australian? Yep. He'd have to be very close. I gave one vote to Jai Simpkin, 36 oh, disposals mm-hmm. and a goal, and a player that is benefited from the new move of a new Isn't coach. Isn't it amazing how, how much better he is? Yeah, uh, but he's been given opportunity in the I middle know. as well. Yeah. Uh, two votes. I, I think I gave three votes this bloke last week. Tom McDonald, another six goals, another 20 disposals. They don't win those two games, Melbourne, if Tom McDonald doesn't do what he did, and I gave three votes to Robbie Gray. Five showdown medals. Ooh. He's so good. Robbie and Gray. What about the spicy one? Had a great year though, Robbie Gray. I don't no, no, he hasn't. Uh, okay, worst on. I give one vote to the Frio Dockers. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I just talked about Ross Lyon. I think he's done a good job with them this year, but that was a poor game. Two to uh, the big fella from Texas, Mason Cox. Yeah. Mm. I don't need to say much more. He had an absolute uh, stinker. And. I gave three to the Gold Coast Suns. When you let a team kick 100 points in a half of football in wet conditions, you haven't had a good day. Bad day. I gave one to Mason Cox also. Big job for him this week if he gets a game. Two votes to Josh Kelly's body. I don't think we see enough of this guy. His body? His body. His body's letting him down. He's out again this week. So he's not going to play footy again. Would you say... I would... I look at Josh Kelly, I don't know him, but I would think he would be someone who would prepare and... Yep. 
dot the I's and cross the T's. But there's some issues there because right. he continually gets injured. Yeah, he does, you're right. And it hurts them. When he doesn't play, it hurts them. No, it's not a good sign. Sorry to cut you off. It's not a good sign when you're his age and you're doing calf muscles. Yep. And three votes to Adelaide at second half was as bad as you get. 41 inside 50s to 13 or something. But in that time, Port Adelaide had more tackles. Mm. So there we go. Well, that will the top of the table remains unchanged. The AFL, I don't think anyone's going to get them no. from the top. And it's heating up at the top. Lockie Neal on 17, Cornelio on 12. Not a bad week of footy this week. I reckon we've had, a, we've had a couple of uh, dud rounds, but this is uh, – I'm quite happy here. West Coast Collingwood kicking off tomorrow night. Are you both covering it, gentlemen? No, no I'm you not. Weren't. It's in Perth. No, it's in Perth Friday night, but it is a huge game because I think West Coast, the time in their run to a back-to-back mm. premiership, very, very nicely. Nick Nat just adds so much to that team. Andrew Gaff's playing well. Shepard on the half-back line. They're a better team than the team that won yep. the premiership last year. So I don't think Collingwood can turn their form around. Their connection between their midfield and forward line has gone, and I just don't think they can flick a switch and win interstate um, in Perth. I think it's going to be close. I, I don't mind the line. Collingwood, I think it's 19 and a half at the moment. I think yep. West Coast are pretty short at $1.30. thirty. I think Collingwood can go over there and put a good performance in. I think West Coast win, but I don't mind the plus nine and a half at the line. Richmond versus GWS. This one on the Sunday at the G. GWS can't play at the G. I'd like to know what the teams are. I'd love to know whether Cornelio's playing. We don't know yet. But in saying that, Nath, I think you're right. They did win a game at the G earlier this year, but over their history they don't. And I think Richmond's pace might worry them on the weekend. Yep. How is it that a side can, who has had been plagued by issues at the G still continue to have issues? Is there not some stuff that they can bring in to, to help out? Yeah. Same, I don't, same with West Coast as well. West Coast limped across the line against the Hawks. Is yeah, it, but West Coast have got a pretty good record at the MCG in the last two have, years. They've got as good a record as any the last two years. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So leave the footy <laughs> stuff to yeah, us. Leave the footy <laughs> stuff to us. I think Richmond at the line, I think they'll beat GWS by more than 14 points. Richmond, uh, they've got some real pace in that team now. I loved Shea Bolton going into the middle mm. last week. Sydney Stack continues to, to play really well. The, the young guy they brought in in the half-back line, um, Eglin Messi-Smith, he played really well also. So, yeah, there's some real pace in there now. Jack back too. Port Adelaide, Brisbane, 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 just starting to come into top four conversations now. $2. I think Brisbane win this game. Two dollars twenty-five. Yeah, I've got a feeling that uh, Port Adelaide. Are they going to say they, up they, and down again? They get up for things. So they got up for the Geelong game. They lost to the Bulldogs. They get up for the showdown. All of a sudden, you're euphoric. Where do they go? How do they lift again? And I think it's all in their mind, and that's why I think Brisbane will beat them. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. I think they can finally win two in a row. They haven't done it for about six or seven weeks, but, gee, Brisbane, they're on, they're in good form. They've beaten uh, GWS in Sydney, but can they travel two weeks in a row? History says probably not, mm. so I'll tip Port. Brownie, you came to us during the week, and you don't often come to us with, with a lot of ideas, but when you do come to the table with an idea... Traditionally, it's pretty good. The movie line, very good. So most <laughs> of the good parts of the podcast have come from my this idea. One, this one I think so is pick excellent. the brain now, of Richo, uh, the Trumpet Award, all the things people tune yeah, in for. Well, build a player. I build like a player. This. And it's like remembering when you play video games. I don't know if you played video it's games. It's like a six million you get to, dollar man. Yeah, you get to build your own FIFA player yeah. or you, yeah. your own golfer on Rory McIlroy. Build a player. So basically what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you guys, there's a list of um, – 
There is a list of characteristics. Skill set. Skill set. And you are going to say the player that you like for it. So you get to build the perfect player. (laughs) Characteristics. Well, some of them are. Toughness is not a skill set. Okay, go through the list. Um, This is the criteria as follows. Kick, mark, speed, brain, goal, toughness, leadership, and then turnstile. Who will okay. get bums on seats? So let's start. I'm going to start. Let's I'm start. I'm going to with, pick a player for each one. Yes, yeah. a player for each one. So who is your player? Who you, the kick? I'm going to take Dustin Martin as the kick because I just think he's elite the way he kicks the footy. Sometimes he can butcher it like anybody, but more often than not, when Dustin Martin has the footy, something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go Shannon Hearn, but I've just scrubbed that at the last second oh. because I just realised there's a man coming back for the Giants this week who kicks equally as well either side of his body and rarely misses a target, and that's Lockie Whitfield. Ooh. Ooh. The mark. Who do you want your – who's uh, mark? Jeremy McGovern for me. Yeah, I'm going McGovern. Mm. Jeremy Howe was stiff, but the way McGovern judges it in the air, I don't think there's anyone better. Speed. I'm going to take Jason Johannesson. Now, I don't think he's the quickest Ooh, player wow, in the wow. AFL. I think Fantasia is probably or maybe Gary Rowan, but I just think Johannesson, the way he's damaging when he gets the footy, straight line and kicks it so well. So I think his kicking ability adds to how good his speed is, so he's dangerous when he gets it. Can't bring his kicking ability into it. Well, I'm I'm going someone who probably isn't the quickest, but his repeat speed over four quarters would stack up with anyone. That's Bradley Hill from Fremantle. Yep. His overlap run is incredible. Brain. I'm going to go Scott Pendlebury. I think every time he makes the right decision, he's got time. He never gets tackled, does nah. he? Nah. Pendlebury for me. Yeah, I'm going – good choice. Pendlebury's unbelievable. I'm going uh, Sean Burgoyne. I just think how, of, how often does he make the wrong decision, Yeah, whether it's in the middle, whether he's up forward or down back. From famous from the NRMA or the Amy ad now. Well, you're a Hawks man, aren't you? Yeah, I love him. Do you like Sil? Absolutely love him. He's fantastic. Uh, the goal. Goal kicking. Uh, both on the run shot. and set shot, both. Just all-round goal kicking, Gary yep. Ablett. See, we didn't. We did not collaborate on this, did we? No. And I've got Ablett as well. I, I can't remember the last time I saw him miss a set yeah. shot. And when he gets the ball, if he's got any time to see the goals, he, he hits them on the run. He's got this lovely little steadying step he just takes mm. when You know what? It's run, just, just a very – it's it's an efficient kicking style, isn't yeah. it? There's nothing – Ball nothing, doesn't move much. No. Nah. Oh, this is a good one. I reckon we might have the same answers again here. Toughness. Cunnington. Ooh. Well, I've gone his uh, teammate in the middle. Zeeble. Yeah, Zeeble. I always said Zeeble. That's a tough midfielder, isn't it? You know yeah. what? Why wasn't Brad Scott playing Zeeble in the middle all the time? Don't know. Because as soon as him and Cunnington go in there to most centre bounces, North look that much better. Anyway. The leadership. Trait. Well, there's obvious ones in Luke Hodge and um, Pendlebury and all those guys, but I just think the leader of the last grand final team in Shannon Hearn, the way he sits up that back line. I think their back six, more than anybody, allows Jeremy McGovern to do what he does and I think that he's the orchestrator of not only that but also the whole list, so I think Shannon Hearn. He's unsung, isn't he, yeah. Shannon Because he hasn't got a high profile but, yeah, very good captain. Well, I think over a journey of time, over nearly 300 games, I know he hasn't been captain for all of them but he's been captain for a fair bit of it, is Joel Selwood. And I've seen Geelong that many times when they're in trouble. Who yep. gets who gets a centre clearance or who goes and kicks a goal? No, it's good Selwood. call. Good call. And finally, the turnstile. Oh, this the one is who's going to put? Yeah, yeah, I would have said so. Head and shoulders big above, buddy. big buddy. And no one comes close nah. to Buddy when he is on fire. 
and it's not as much these days because he's getting on. No one has been yeah. better to watch than Buddy Franklin. Yeah, he's, he's, you always say it's the next Hawthorne player as well. You're happy to pay to just see a neutral game if you know that he's playing because the what things a, that he can do. What about if you could go back an era? Would you prefer to go and watch Ablett on fire or Franklin on fire? Ooh. Ablett Senior. That's a tough question. Well, I didn't see a lot of Ablett Senior. Question, I only got to see him as a, little, as a young kid. Can you stop flicking your pin, please? Absolutely <laughs> annoying me. You know, maybe our first broadcast Sorry, fight. <laughs> well, are you Ablett or, or Buddy? Oh, Tough. I think because I was a kid and he was this yeah. sort of almost mythical mythical figure. I'd, I'd never yeah, say that. And you know yeah. what? He used yeah. to he used to hit blokes. Well, not hit blokes, but he'd be, he's a hard man. I'm going to say it. We don't condone. That no, sort of we don't. Stuff, but still, we, we, we condone <laughs> tough footy. <laughs> now, at the start of the year, Richo and Brownie, yeah. we asked you to do your ladder predictions. Okay. And they were way off. Then you changed them. Yeah. And they're still We're off. Changing them again. Oh, I am. Well, you are. are you, oh, no, no. You're doing Rising Star. You're going to do a ladder prediction. So, this is what you said what at the start have? of the year Richmond, yeah. Melbourne, Collingwood, West Coast, the Crows, Swans, Port, and Essendon. Well, there's a few changed. Yep. So, what are you going now? Well, now I've got Geelong finishing top on 76, West Coast second on 72. Then I've got GWS, Collingwood and Richmond all on 56. Now percentage will will work out whether yep. they finish top four or not. Then I've got the Lions and the Crows on 52. And then the last spot in the eight will come down to Port or Essendon on 48. And North and the Dogs will just miss out by a game on 44. Mm, are you confident this one? That is some big no, changes. No, because I did it last weekend know. and the next game. Do you sit down on the website it. and do that little? It's good, isn't yeah. it? Good little tool. Brownie, yeah. how are you? Who's your uh, rising top star, top five? Well, Sydney Stack has come with a. He was outside the top five maybe ten weeks ago, but um, I've taken Sam Walsh number one. Yep. I'm going to take Sydney Stack number two. I'm going to take Connor Rosie number three. Ooh. Uh, Nick Blakey. Number four. Yep. He's a very, very good player. And um, I'm also going to take Cameron Zerha because the impact he's, he's having been, mm. at number five. A good question. I, was, I saw someone else talking about this on radio. Oh, I agree. Walsh has been very consistent, so he probably will win it. In five years' time, who will be the best player out of all of those guys? Oh, that's a good question. Very good question. You know who I reckon? Nick I reckon Blakey? I reckon Blakey because he's, he's going to be a gun. Because he's going to be a marking forward. Yep. Yeah. I love Sydney Stark. I think he's going to be a really good player. He'll go on ball, but gee, I reckon Blakey might be the one. What was Sydney Stack doing in the resis? Was he just completely dominating? Uh, no, I don't know, to be honest. Mm. Because I, when he was selected in round three, I didn't see that coming. He came from nowhere, really. Question time for Richo. Again, you put your name to this one. It is a good segment. And as always, we like Brandy to take the heavy lifting of it. Yeah. I just chip in with a couple Here of questions, but Brandy does the crux right. of them. Will Reshaw coach North Melbourne? Yes. Will David Teague coach Carlton next year? No. Have you ever been on a coaching selection committee? No, I haven't. Hmm. It's a bit of a theme. Why not? Because I don't think that the appropriate powers that be think that I've got the nous to pull it off. If you had to go in the army and be a soldier. Mm. Would you be in the Navy, the Air Force, or the ground unit, front front lines what's, type stuff? I don't unit? like the Army. I don't like flying that much, so it wouldn't be the Air Force. I don't oh. particularly like the idea of being out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean so on you're a rough a front line. line type of guy. Oh, just so I'd be in the trenches. In the trenches, <laughs> lobbing grenades. What would you be? A fireman, a police officer, an ambulance driver, or an ambulance? Probably a fireman, I think. Yeah. Do you like Dyson Heppel's hair? 
Uh, I think when he first came in, it, it suited him, but probably now as captain, you'd probably move on. If Tasmania could be given a license to be an AFL side, but you could never go back to Tasmania, would you say yes? Yes, oh. I, I would. So you're happy? Yeah, that's good. Oh. I'd rather them have a team. <laughs> Last one for me. And me. The man that used your napkin to wipe his mouth. <laughs> would you, if a man's saving his life, give him mouth to mouth resuscitation? <laughs> Um, I would give him mouth to mouth resuscitation. You would. I'd save someone's life. I, that will stay with me forever, though. <laughs> what happened that night? All right, it's time to wrap up. But before we go, Brownie, there is one special segment. But I understand if these rumours are correct that you've just changed the, the parameters of this a little bit. The movie I, line. I couldn't come up with a movie line this week, so I delved into the uh, the lyrics of. Of music, obviously. Oh, he's such a big music lover. Being a music lover. Did you get some Zeppelin or Nirvana? <laughs> no. What I did get was a song from uh, Sonia Dada. Oh. <laughs> uh, you don't treat me no good yeah. no more. Oh. So now, thought, are, you, are you singing this or just wording it? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Well, I'm not a great singer. Back yeah, well, there's a few things that I'm not good at. Camera. One of them is small talk <laughs> with people I don't know and another one is, is singing. That, so. is a, that is a good point. That It yeah. is as bad as anything you'll ever see. What? Your small talk with people. It's terrible. It's uncomfortable. Even when you try and order a coffee, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So because we've been talking about Juddy, who's a good mate of mine, obviously, and David Teague, so this is You Don't Treat Me No Good No More. So it goes, (laughs) take it away, Nathan Brown. (laughs) I'm just going to see if I can sing this. He goes, oh, Juddy, 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 you don't want me a blue no more. (laughs) Now the truth is, and it hurt to say, we beat the Dockers in Perth without Cripper and McKay. (laughs) Oh, Juddy, Juddy, you don't want me a blue no more. (laughs) Only beaten by a late goal from Jaden Hunt. When it sailed through, I thought you had been wearing... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Juddy, 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 you don't want me a blue no more. (laughs) And the truth is, it's just unfair. You sure it's my training wheels and not the thickness of my hair? Oh, Juddy, 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 you don't want me no blue no more. <laughs> you know what? You can never ever get that time back then. Oh, my God. What was it? You were half singing, half talking. That, that is about to do us again. Thanks to hugowines.com.au, which I was just at the leave the studio. hugowines.com.au. They've got a beautiful Grenache. They've got beautiful wines. As always, we need you to like, comment, subscribe. And if we're still on the air next week, we will see you then. I thought that was pretty funny.